This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy Sunday, everyone. I hope you're all having a fantastic afternoon. I know it is a fantastic afternoon right here on Future Talk because Hani Balqis is finally back. The Future Talk team is reuniting and it's never felt that good. <laughs> yes, reunited once again. It's good to be back in the studio. I'm feeling the vibes. I'm feeling everything. It's a good day. I have my black coffee right by my side <laughs> to take me through the day. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a great weekend. It's good to be back right here on Future Talk on Pulse95. But... Let's get to business, ladies and gentlemen, because we're talking about Italy and how it's telling TikTok to block users after a death of a young girl. Yes, indeed. TikTok has been revising its terms and conditions, especially when it comes to accounts of teenagers and youngsters. So will this story actually cause TikTok to strengthen their terms and conditions? We're going to be giving you all those details in just a few moments. But another application is also acting on its accounts because Twitter has actually decided to act on inactive accounts. And we're going to tell you exactly how it's going to be doing that. Yes, indeed. And also talking about Google and how they're redesigning their search on mobile to simplify the user experience now i have a mom omnia yes and my mom <laughs> likes to google things and i can see that sometimes googling on mobile does come a little bit of a hassle so i am seeing how google wants to be a little bit user friendly on their mobile app that's something i'm excited for but speaking of weird tech we're also going to be talking about a seven-year-old who is actually living right here in the uae and she is the youngest person out there to do an ai internship from oxford university amazing now omnia a lot of the times when we bring gadgets on the show for our gadget of the day segment not a lot of times i say hey i might need this or <laughs> i do need this but i do actually need this and we're talking about a smart mask and how it will be like a fitness tracker for your environment and lungs now obviously i go to the gym every day seven days a week omnia and i'm always wearing a mask in the gym because obviously covid 19. so having something like this omnia i think could be a game changer on tracking my health i agree with you for sure keep pulse 95 locked because lots and lots is in store right here on the show and we'll be right back Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited today. I think it's because I haven't been on the radio for a good amount of time now. It's been five days, or I like to think of it as a week, and I haven't talked a lot. Now, at home, I'm not talking a lot, obviously, because I, I don't have work. But in general, right now, I'm kind of excited to get back to talking to you guys and talking with Omni and giving you all the latest news that is happening in the tech world. But let's go all the way to Italia, Italy, <laughs> pasta, spaghetti, meatballs, and talk about how Italy is telling TikTok to block users after the death of a young girl. Now, the Italian data privacy watchdog has ordered the video app TikTok on Friday to block the accounts of any users in Italy whose age could not verify following the death of a 10-year-old girl who had been using the Chinese-owned app. Yes, indeed. Now, this story is definitely a heartbreaking one because this 10-year-old actually was attempting a challenge. Yes. It was called the Blackout Challenge. You know, just like many of the challenges that circulate over social media, she thought it was harmless. But sadly, this challenge has actually caused her death. And after this really sad incident, uh, a lot of regulators, a lot of watchdogs have actually been after TikTok asking it to 
basically adjust its regulations. Now, TikTok did commit to basically ban the registration for children under the age of 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, just last week, we were talking about TikTok actually adjusting its terms and conditions mm-hmm. to prevent strangers actually from commenting mm-hmm. on yes. videos of 16-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So, will this be yet another thing that TikTok has to watch over? Now, now Omnia... I think all social media apps should watch over this thing because, yeah. again, I think let's go back uh, to 15 years ago when the internet was first coming out. Now, what did our parents tell us? Do not talk to strangers on the internet. Do not meet people off the internet. And don't attempt and don't, dangerous and, and things. And don't do things that you see online. Now, yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, social media has become easier to socialize and interact with people. And I've met a lot of people through social media. But at this age, I am I'm an adult now. When I was 10 and 13 years old, I was not meeting people online because it was a little bit scary and taboo. But now we're looking at the normalization of having this kind of interconnection or interpersonal relationship with people online and attempting these type of uh, challenges per se. And because of that, a lot of people are kind of hurting themselves and harming themselves. Now, this isn't the first time someone has hurt themselves. Now, I, this is the first time I've read I've read that this resulted to a death. Mm. I've read that some people, some children, actually not people, Injuries. some children yeah. have injured themselves and some people have actually injured themselves as well, adults and young adults. So I do believe Italy is taking the right step and the EU in general. They're very strict when it comes to social media and we can see that a lot when it does come to Facebook and how they're, how they're kind of t- grabbing them by the neck and saying, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. And even Big far, big tech apps, big tech companies like Apple. No, you give us the charger. You're not allowed to take <laughs> away the charger. You give us the charger. So I like what the EU is doing on terms of trying to control the internet. Now, a lot of people say, no, internet is a free space. Okay, it was a free space. And there's a fear. You, have, you do have a lot of freedom. But we're looking at how the internet now, because of how freedom you how much freedom you have is resulting into a lot of bad things i agree with you especially because uh, you mentioned that back in the day we used to tell children not to do dangerous things and this was just based on the cartoon shows that they used to watch you know tom and jerry you name it they got desensitized to all of the damage and the harm that they see cartoon characters do to one another but something very similar is happening on social media nowadays and we do need to make sure that we explain to our children that the challenges that you see on Line, even if other people are attempting them, they are not something that you should go ahead and attempt. Yes. Now, for those who don't know what the blackout challenge was, now, uh, it is a challenge that you put a belt around your neck and hold your breath no. while recording yourself on the iPhone, on your phone, which what happens when you do that? Now, obviously, if someone is choking you, you will pass out and you kind of get a kind of a high from it because mm. you pass out for a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds or even a minute. It doesn't matter. She never woke up. And you never woke up. Now, Omnia, this blackout challenge, this is not new this is not yeah. new this has been around even when i was in school and some kids used to do it to each other but now it's, there's a phenomenon of videotaping yourself doing it now what we used to do not i used to do it, what i used to see mm. is that you would go like this now if you're watching this on youtube you can see what i'm doing you don't would, attempt to do not attempt it obviously <laughs> you would grab your neck yeah and someone would push on your chest mm. while you're up a wall and you would hold in your breath and you would pass out for five to 15 seconds mm. and wake up like oh i feel better now <laughs> You do feel better, but in actuality, you're killing your dead your your brain cells because obviously we need we need oxygen to breathe and oxygen to feed our cells. And when you do that, obviously you're not getting ox- oxygen, and 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 result, some people have died. It's crazy how people would go 
so far just to basically get views and this is validation one of, and validation exactly now for this 10 year old tiktok was her world and so was youtube she spent all of her time on it and it's crazy to see that this was actually the reason why her life ended now privacy and safety are becoming bigger priorities for tiktok as i've mentioned we've seen mm -hmm. them work on their regulations to try and protect the youngsters but at the end of the day, mm -hmm. if people are not honest whenever mm -hmm. they're creating accounts about their age, mm -hmm. if they're attempt or saying that they are mm -hmm. 13 when they're only 10 years old, this is something I think TikTok should try and work around. 100% TikTok should be held responsible of how they can do things on their end, but again, and what content they should leave out and, as well. And also parents need to keep sure and True. make sure what their children are are looking at. But let's go all the way to the Twitterverse, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and how it's acting on and active accounts and a new verification soon. Now, Twitter has started removing the blue verification badges from inactive and incomplete accounts and even will begin the new verification process for its users in a couple of weeks. Now, the blue badge that a lot of people go after uh, was actually stopped. The public verification process was stopped three years ago. But in November, Twitter did announce that they're going to be relaunching verification and they're going to be including a brand new public application process in early of 2021. Mm -hmm. So. As part of this new policy, they're planning to remove any verification badges from inactive accounts so that they can free up the space for new accounts to be verified. And they're currently reading out directly to users who have issues with their account. They're trying to fix those as well. Now, Twitter said it would relaunch verification as part of the public application process that we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But they are also working on making it a bit more of a fair game for users. Yes, Omnia. And uh, the accounts that are eligible to be verified, because obviously being verified on Twitter or any social media platform is a big thing. Yeah. But uh, the accounts are government companies, brands, and nonprofit organizations, news, entertainment, sports organizers, and other influential individuals. Yeah. Now, according to the proposed policy, the blue verified badge on Twitter does let people know that an account of public interest is authentic. That's number one. And it will receive the blue badge and your account must be notable and active. Now, what's interesting about this is that a lot of people tend to see the blue badge and think that that person is an expert about what they're saying. An expert, and they do not spoo lies. Um, yes. yeah, they don't. They don't say <laughs> lies. And if they say the blue, the sky is uh, orange. The sky is orange. And this is only true with government accounts, officials. Yes. But when it comes to the general public, especially people in entertainment, especially Donald Trump. Yes. <laughs> every person's tweet should be taken with a little bit of grain of salt. Now, the draft verification process and policy is currently available in multiple languages. We're looking at English, Hindi, Arabic, Spanish, Portuguese, and Japanese. We'll keep you updated as uh, new updates arise with Twitter, but keep Pulse 95 locked because we still have lots in store on the show. We're going to be talking all about Google redesigning their search on mobile applications. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, and if you're going to say it, <laughs> say it right. You're, you're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Ninety-five apps all around. What's worth a click and download? If you've ever complained that the text size on Google, especially on your mobile phone, is a little bit small and the website overall is a little difficult to use, Google is coming to you today with great news because they have decided to redesign the search option on their mobile user experience. Yes, Google has announced that it is redesigning the look of search results on smartphones to further simplify the user experience. 
Now, the mobile redesign will make text easier to read by using larger, bolder text so that the human eye can scan and understand search results faster. Now, Omnia, I don't know about you, but I'm a fast reader. I was just going to say. And, and when, when I'm searching for something, Omnia, I will look for keywords. So I'll be just scrolling through and looking for keywords. And if something catches my eye and something that is relatable or relevant to what I'm searching for, I'll click on that link and be, go forward to whatever I was searching for. Same here, honestly. And the best part about looking up uh, things on Google, especially on your laptop, is the fact that you get the keywords. It will show you exactly if what you're searching for is found in the article. But when you're looking it up on your phone, especially if you don't have, let's say, you know, Gmail downloaded or the Google suit altogether downloaded, if you're looking it up on, let's say, a web browser, the font can be a little too small, especially for those who have eyesight problems. So it's interesting that Google is actually taking active steps to make this issue become a lot easier. Now, search results will also take up more of the width of your screen, which is the most important part of Google. Mm -hmm. You want to see what it is that you're searching for. And they're also planning to reduce the shadows behind every single text that they're posting. Now, Google did say that the redesign will use color more intentionally to help highlight the most important information without having the text and the colors become distracting. Now, Google has said that it has created more breathing room with a new edge-to-edge -edge results design and even minimized the use of shadows, making it easier to see immediately what people are looking for, which is what is required in ass. <laughs> I mean, you're looking for something. Now, the overall effect is that you have more visual space and breathing room for search results and other content to take center stage on mobile. Now, when you're obviously when you're on Google on your laptop, for example, or yeah. a computer, uh, you can zoom in, you can look, you can maybe your computer is already uh, optimized for that big font. But when you're on your mobile phone, it's not maybe that optimized for your eyes. Now, I'm talking about, let's say, for the older generation. We're talking about 45 and plus people who need reading glasses. Yeah. Sometimes for a search... <laughs> My mom included. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes for a Google result, you'll have to put on your reading glasses yeah. on the tip of your nose <laughs> and read whatever you're searching for. Especially when people actually have their whole phone optimized. A lot of people actually go for that zoomed in look on the iPhone, let's yes. say. So nowadays, you don't even have to do that for you to be able to see your Google results in a much better way. Now, the best part about it is that they're also, as I've mentioned, creating the design elements to make them more focused on the information within the search results rather than the overall design of mm. the website. They're bringing consistency to when and how they use fonts in the search option. Yes. So their update is also going to be including more of Google's own font, which already shows up in Android and Gmail for those of you who are a big fan of Google's products. Yes, I mean, having their own font does kind of have it with that consistency on Gmail, on uh, Google Docs as well. Now, obviously, if you do use Google Docs, you'll see that uh, the content is uh, the same when it is on Gmail as well. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to know what you guys think. 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Are you excited or not excited per I se? I am excited. <laughs> or uh, are you, do you think this will be more easier to look for results? Now, I personally do think that it will help a lot of people, myself included. And the Google team has also focused on content and images against a clean background and not have that type of 
cluttered look. I definitely agree with you on the cluttered look of Google, especially if you're searching through their images. And I also feel like this will come in handy for children because nowadays with distance learning, a lot more children are using Google to learn more information, expand on their knowledge. So now they can use the you know the the user interface yes. on their mobile in a much easier manner. And it won't hurt, it won't hurt your eyes now. Obviously, with a lot of people using uh, the internet ever, ever since the COVID nineteen pandemic. Now the internet, a lot of people have been using it, but obviously we're seeing a kind of exceeding increased, increased screen, time. screen time now. Sometimes I get on my phone only now 10 hours of screen time. Oh, Lord. I'm using my phone <laughs> a lot ever since the pandemic. I don't know why, but 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95 Radio. What do you think about this? And how much is your screen time? How, many t- how much time are you spending on your phone? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about a seven-year-old to be the youngest to do an eight AI internship from Oxford University. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, we know that AI is taking over the world. But what if I told you a young toddler, a young adult, not even a young adult, a young kid, seven years old, is the youngest to do an AI internship from Oxford University. Now, the UAE does aim to become a global leader in artificial intelligence by 2031. And a seven-year-old schoolgirl from Abu Dhabi is already following the country's vision and mission. Now, Seva, let me say her name right. <laughs> Sanvi Churaya has become the youngest kid to complete an internship in AI at the University of Oxford separately. She has also finished a certification encoding with Google. Ladies and gentlemen, again, she is seven <laughs> years old. Sabah Sneen, seven years old. Could we clarify that she's only seven? Because, I mean, looking at her, she's got to be a genius, honestly. Look, having... MashaAllah. She completed a certification in coding with Google and the youngster's parents actually do want her to grow her digital skills, which is exactly why they applied for her to do an internship at the University of Oxford in AI. She has a very logical mind to say the least and she's very inquisitive she is interested in the world of AI and the reason behind that is because of how tech savvy her parents are but also Mm. how well-rounded she is about Mm. the importance of those digital skills in the future of jobs now ladies and gentlemen I don't know what you guys were doing when you were seven years old but I when I was seven years old I was probably eating dirt I mean, seven years old, I mean, that that's a big feat at seven years old. I'm looking at what is she going to do when she's 10, 14, not only that, let's say 21. Now, mashallah, she's doing a lot of good things and a lot of big things. Now, I know a lot of people who have tried to get into coding, but they could never do it, regardless of having seven years old and finishing and getting a certification from Google that you have completed a, co- a coding course and going on to University of Oxford. Now, I'm not telling you a simple university. This is a big university. It's a big name. And this is Ivy League University. It's talking about seven-year-old finishing AI uh, a course there. So that is a big deal. Now, obviously, last year, while the stay-home drive and e-learning arrangements did offer enough free time, she was introduced to the world of computing, coding, and AI. Keeping her dolls aside, she took the new subjects like a duck to water. It's interesting because while a lot of people were struggling during the coronavirus pandemic and lockdown, this girl was actually going places with coding and artificial intelligence. 
When she was staying at home and doing distance learning, she found coding to be very interesting. It filled her time, but it also opened new doors for her mind to explore. So she was actually exploring artificial intelligence and using coding to make fun games to solve real life problems. And she was also applying it to her school projects. So talk about being creative. Now, seeing her aptitude for learning about advanced tech, her parents decided to offer her a platform to study and grow further. So they went ahead and they enrolled her in a virtual course mm -hmm. with uh, an Indian-based university. Yes. And then th she was actually mentoring different kids for certification courses from Google, IBM, and the University of Oxford. Now, this is very interesting because uh, you remember, Hani, when we were talking about Harvard actually offering yes. free courses yes. uh, during the lockdown. Yes. So she was making the most out of the different resources that were available to her. Yes. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic, yes, we did see a lot of setbacks, a lot of casualties, a lot of fatalities because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But again, we're looking at e-learning, distance learning, and a lot of free time for a lot of people across the world and how they have picked up a lot of abilities, whether it's entrepreneurship or it's education. Now, I just want to say something. I hope I, I, I'm thankful I was never in her class when I was a kid <laughs> because my dad always wanted me to get the first in class. But if she was in my class, I'd say, Baba, look at my competition, right? Because, mashallah, she is very smart to do all of that at the young age of seven years old. I mean, you need to be literally a genius to have that kind of uh, attention span. That's number one. And to comprehend and understand, because I'm not telling you one plus one equals two. I'm looking at coding. Coding is a big language that a lot of adults kind of fail to understand or fail to master. Now, she did bowl over her mentions mentors at Cleverd and the University of Oxford. Now, she's, a she's on a journey to excel in the field of data science, and both her parents are glad that closer to home, they do have the world's first gradu uh, graduate level research-based ba AI university, which is the Mohammed bin Zayed University of Artificial Intelligence, which again, I've been telling people, Omnia, my close friends, my engineering friends, uh, who, who studied engineering and studied database and a lot of things, mm -hmm. that if you have the chance, if you have that free time, go get your master's from Mohammed bin Zayed University in Abu Dhabi, uh, for AI, for an AI uh, certificate, because again, that is a big university, and I do believe it is the first in the region. Yes, indeed, it is the first AI university in the region. And looking at this young girl at seven years old, she was actually shortlisted for the six-week internship program, but she was also working on a project for people of determination. So she was actually creating a game where she was choosing to make a difference for those who mm -hmm. are especially gifted and yes. looking at it the this game will actually incorporate critical thinking and problem solving skills that she was able to hone while learning how to code now coding is a skill that every child could learn there are so many websites Khan for Academy. free as well yes for absolutely at no cost and parents could actually help their children and encourage them to be more involved in this field especially because this is the language of the future we're looking at you know digital skills becoming a thing whenever people are going to be applying for jobs in the future now thankfully right here in the uae ladies and gentlemen we're looking at how how often thankfully right here in this country gives us opportunities whether it's big small all you have to do is have that brain have that willpower and the uae government and the uae people will help you 
succeed your goals. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to give my, if she's listening or her parents are listening, I tip my half hat off to her parents and to her as well because me at my age as an adult, uh, I don't think I could do coding. I, I don't think, I think it's too complicated and I could not wrap my mind around memorizing the formulas, knowing when to insert this and take out that. Now, again, AI is the future. We are looking at AI as the future and the UA does uh, look to be very dependent on AI by 2031. So we're looking at the next 10 years. So that's what I got to say to her. Hats off to this little girl, seven years old. I do want to get her on the show. It is a young mind that I hope we can get on the show one day. But let us know your thoughts. How are you encouraging your children to grow and hone their digital skills? Our text lines are open. 4215-DO-IT-TO-SALAT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95Radio. Coming up is a very interesting gadget that I know Hani would love <laughs> to yeah. have. And so would I. It is the smart mask that could become a smart tracker for your day-to-day -day activities. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. This is Pulse95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. The world nowadays is heavily dependent on wearables, whether it's smartwatches, smart rings, Fitbits, Apple watches, Samsung Galaxy watches, you name it, we're all looking to track our movement, to track our heartbeats, and even to track our sleep. But what if we could multitask gadgets? What if we can use one gadget to do both? Because today we're talking all about a smart mask that can also become a fitness tracker for your environment as well as your lungs. Now let's be honest, Omnia. Face masks are not going anywhere. Nope, they're not, sadly. Because, sadly, they're not going anywhere. And it is a new normal that we have to implement into our daily lives because obviously the COVID-19 pandemic. And even though a lot of people are taking the COVID-19 vaccination, you can still transmit. There's a slight percentage that even if you have the vaccine, you can still transmit the disease. So masks are important. Now, as someone only who goes to the gym, mm. uh, I wear a mask, obviously, because I don't want to get corona. And uh, if I could use my mask to not only help me fight COVID-19, but to track my own steps, my heartbeats, and our sleep. Can you imagine a mask tracking your sleep? We have something for you, which is called the AirPop. Yes, indeed. Now, the AirPop is a very interesting product, and it's a face mask that comes with its app. Now, it can track your breathing levels, it can track the air quality that you're taking in, as well as the mask filter's effectiveness. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a very important point because many people have been purchasing, you know, the different masks that you see out there on the market, thinking that they are just as efficient as a mm -hmm. medical mask, mm -hmm. only to find out that they're not the same efficiency. Now, do we really need more metrics to count? Many people may say no. However, AirPop's team do think that this is a mask that can come in handy, especially for people who like to work out and wear their mask. Yes, a lot of people are actually addicted to knowing how much they move per day. Now, Omnia and I do have Apple Watches on, yeah. and sometimes we'll go into our health app and see how much uh, steps we're doing per day, what's our heartbeat, etc. And my dad, my dad, for example, is very big on the Apple Watch. He uses it. Uh, he, he tracks his uh, his biometrics as if it's the daily newspaper, Omnia. <laughs> He'll check it all the time. So having a mask like that, obviously, I think it would be great for myself and for my father as well, as we both are pretty active. Now, it is uh, called the Active Plus, and it does come at a retail price of $150. Now, Omnia, you know me, me and my accountant have a very good relationship, and I always like to ask him the prices. Now, 
Yeah. If you convert it to dirhams, it's going to be around 550 dirhams. Now, are you willing to pay 550 dirhams for a mask, to which is reusable? You can reclean mm. it to track your sleep, your heart rate, uh, your breathing, the air around you, etc. Now, if I had some 550 dirhams to give out, <laughs> I would obviously buy that mask. It's not just for people who work out or athletic people, but it's also very fit for everyday use. So if you're looking for a face mask that's durable, one that you won't have to constantly change, and one that is very stylish stylish and soft on the face, because a lot of people have been struggling with mask knee ever since COVID-19 became a part of our life. This is the mask for you. The best part about it is that it does make breathing become easier because it does mm -hmm. also purify mm -hmm. the air that you're mm -hmm. taking in and it has replaceable filters a lot of companies nowadays have been creating masks it feels like every other day we we hear about a new brand but this is a very interesting one simply because it is designed to protect you against pathogens one of them being yes. coronavirus while other face masks may, mm -hmm. you know, protect you from different viruses, but not necessarily COVID-19. Yes. Now, uh, they did actually hope of making the mask that would be both effective and comfortable. And it was just by chance, thanks to the pandemic, that the whole world started needing masks four years later. Now, luckily, AirPop masks are designed to protect against pathogens, just like Omnia said, the coronavirus. I personally, Omnia, if I had 550 dirhams to spare, I would buy this mask. What about you? I would, honestly, because it's very, you know, it's very versatile, but also... Convenient. Convenient, and it helps you find out exactly how much good air are you breathing in. Yes. Um, a lot of people have been interested with purifying the air around mm -hmm. them nowadays, so this is a very handy gadget. It is a new daily and a new normal. 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Would you get the AirPop Active Plus? Yes or no? Our text lines are open, but ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to wrap this up and you're going all the way into our spaceship and go back to space. You can catch us again later, same time, same place tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. But make sure you keep Pulse95 locked because Afternoon Karak is going to be coming up. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.